Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Hello, hello, hello. This is take two of Where the Heavenly Bodies Are, episode 402, the special December gratitude offering from myself, Claudette, to the world and those who have been with me from the beginning of this Sky Astrology journey, sharing where the heavenly bodies are. And we are going to get right into it because this is the take second the second take. So talking about B for balance, the second day, as our moon and Mars can be seen in Libra, in the Libra constellation at the time of 11.55 p.m. It will not be in my sky, but that's the GMT time. The PST time is 3.55, which you won't be able to see Mars, but you might be able to see a crescent of the moon at 3.55 PST time. And 6.55 EST time, the Mars and the moon will be in Libra, both at 14 degrees which is why I picked that time. We have uh, the calculation of the South Node all this time this month. I'll tell you when it's not, so I don't have to repeat it all the time. It is at zero degrees of Scorpio, has been there for quite some time since November, and it is very impactful very often. Do these heavenly bodies not um, stay at one place? And today, especially because... They usually move retrograde. Today, there's no retrograde movement. So see how that feels. And yeah, see what comes up for you as far as past karma, as far as where you're feeling comfortable and things that you are doing that you've always done. And is that working out for you? Gosh, like strumming my head with his fingers or whatever. Yeah, like (laughs) I'm dealing with that. Anyway, uh, the sun is, of course, shining at three degrees. Ophiuchus amongst the stars of Scorpio. And Mercury is also there at five degrees of Ophiuchus. Very, very powerful because the early part of Ophiuchus are still very much a part of the Scorpion energy. And that's what we acknowledge when we look up to see clearly. Venus is getting closer to Pluto. Pluto has been uh, retracing the path of the Jupiter and Saturn energies that we've known since the beginning of January 2020. And because it moves so slow, it's just getting there. And of course, it just came out of retrograde. But Venus is moving towards that. It will actually station (laughs) with Pluto in a week or two. So Venus is 25 degrees Sagittarius and Pluto is 28 degrees Sagittarius. Saturn is 9 degrees of Capricorn. 
and Jupiter is amongst the stars of Capricorn and Aquarius. The mathematical calculation is 25 degrees of Capricorn. And Neptune is 22 degrees of Aquarius. And it is standing still. Really important to note that it has not gone direct. This is very important. Next, we have Chiron, which we acknowledge. And it is at 16 degrees of Pisces and aligned with the stars of Cetus. And they are bright, powerful stars. We acknowledge the next constellation of Aries together with Cetus because Cetus spans the space beginning in Pisces all the way through most of Aries and the stars are closer to the ecliptic of our sun than they are of Aries. We have there Uranus and it's also making a powerful uh, connection has been for the whole year to Saturn, but that's coming to its last meeting this month as well. Stay tuned, but you'll see some random, oh, that's a good word for Uranus, random, unusual, unexpected situations and information coming, especially because uh, Mars is in Libra and Libra and Aries are connected all the opposite constellations have a relationship okay if you want to know more sign up to the newsletter sign up to one of the free um offerings that i have on skystrology.love north node is at the Pallades star system getting closer and closer to the meat of the Pallades star system because it's going retrograde but it's standing still today not moving retrograde at eight degrees of Taurus. And we look at Ceres, C-E-R-E-S, in case I'm saying it wrong. It is at 10 degrees retrograde of Taurus. And that is, my dears, where the heavenly bodies are. And just want to bring into perspective about what I've just said mathematically and what you can take away from this time that the moon, the measuring moon, we call it in sky astrology, is is aligned with Mars. So I see the moon as a reflector. It's reflecting perhaps the earth. And it is an opportunity to look in a more intuitive way you don't need to look to the moon to give you the intuition you have the intuition reflecting what you have to give in my humble opinion i have used it this way i don't like to say oh what you can do and what this is that and that what i have seen and how i see the world and i have to say we see it as energy and so this energy being um, highlighted, if you will, by Mars being in a constellation space that it is has a relationship with Libra, but actually its home is in Aries and partly in Cetus. That's where it feels the most comfortable. So it's out of its comfort zone and it's in with the air of Libra. 
And so, how do we integrate that? How do we uh, bring balance to the expansive energies of air and fire is a big part of the question. So that is kind of the theme for me for today is bringing balance, being mindful of the air element of Libra. And with that being said, I am going to do a little meditation for you. Feel free to close your eyes so that you have no physical uh, abstractions because we want to be mindful and align with the element of air, which is the element that Libra is. In this air element, we know air, you can feel. If you wave your hand in front of you, you can feel air. If you take a deep breath, can you feel the air? Inhaling coming into your earth vessel. When you breathe out, can you feel the different temperature of that air leaving your body? Take a moment to mindfully breathe in this air and to mindfully breathe out the air. To mindfully breathe in the air. To mindfully breathe out the air. And know that it's your vessel. Your body. Your earth vessel. That has the energy to perform the action of breathing, of borrowing that air from this earth's plane, this earth's space, and above the air that circulates all around us, You have a chance to borrow it, alchemize it, and share it back into the ether. Share it back, giving back to plant life. This is an integration that is necessary. It is our birthright. 
So take a moment if you feel called to experience the elements, the fundamentals, and the power of air. And in this context with Libra, and as Mars is in Libra, if we perhaps feel triggered because Mars is in a space where the fiery Mars, the emotional Mars that is also connected to Scorpio might need a moment, take a moment to see what it's like to use that energy to actually breathe. To actually take a minute to explore an equilibrium response instead of a direct one-sided response. And it's good to know that in this moment that the moon is moving through this, we can do that. In the times that the moon is measuring, telling us that if we can see the moon, we know that those are the stars of Libra that are surrounding it Libra wants to give this symmetry this balance this harmony of the cosmos to mirror to you so that you are just reminded of the beauty of balance and breathing and life itself, the first breath we take on this earth plane begins our story. And the last breath that we take on this earth plane ends that incarnation of this earth story before we start again. Take care. Lots of love from me. If you want to stay tuned for a brief little blip about Britney Spears, who has birthday today. We are in a focus season. She only has the sun in a focus. Today is Maria Callas' birthday. And Nikki, Nelly Furtado playing their songs in a podcast list as well that you'll be able to see. The links about the impact of the information about Libra are in the three stars in the graphics for this. I believe you have to be signed up to the newsletter to have access to able to click on those links. Okay, take care of yourselves. Lots of love from me. Cheerio. So as I was saying, I wanted to talk a little bit about the birthdays today and a little bit about 
you know, if you have a focus, if you don't. And I feel that I can speak about that because my first uh, exploration into researching the validity of the 13th sign and what was happening in the sky as opposed to Western astrology was looking at birth dates and then people in the public eye who had the same birth dates. And I did find that a powerful exercise. Now with today and Bitney Spears, and I pick her because of course there's been a lot going on with her that everybody can see, whatever, if it's true or not, if it's half truth, the fact is that people are um, observing that. And so what was interesting about Britney Spears' sky is that her, as I said, sun is only in a focus, but the Mercury is in Scorpio and Neptune is in a focus. But Neptune is not a personal heavenly body, but it shows because Neptune has to do with music and image that that has been used in a kind of sexual way as a fatale energy and she has stars of Leah rising so she can activate those energies and perhaps it was her sole purpose to show that because what's nice interesting about her sky is that her south node and Venus are at 28 degrees of Sagittarius, which I mentioned is where Pluto is. And so she has been going through a major transformation. You can see it mathematically, which is quite interesting. Also about this focus energy with the sun being the spotlight shining on this focus energy. And in my humble opinion, focus energy is really about managing <laughs> managing the poison the poison of the venom of the snake of the scorpio and turning it into medicine there and that is scientific you can turn some venom into medicine and actually myself born with the moon and venus and mars in a focus i have had times in my life where I've been busy doing that (laughs) to say the least but I feel that in this shift and in this awareness that was before I was aware there's a focus energy okay um I was following western astrology that didn't recognize it in this uh experience that I had these experiences plural I recognize that when I don't uh, kind of engage in poisonous relationships, you could say, (laughs) that I could give that energy to healing myself. And this, I feel, is very powerful. And it kind of shows how a lot of this um, divine feminine is coming out, people healing the femininity within themselves. And when we look at who were born in the times of the Afuka season, we see a lot of things to do with sexuality. Even Nelly Furtado today, I put her song that she wrote, and I always only put songs that people wrote, and that's why I said Nick, um, 
Britney didn't write a lot of her songs. She didn't write all the famous songs. And I listened to some of the songs that she did write and they're not all that. So, okay, the ones that she, she didn't write them. Okay. But she was the deliverer, delivery woman, girl. <laughs> she delivered the message of a focus. Uh, and Nelly Furtado, though, wrote her own songs. And Promiscuous, hmm, she wrote that. And Maria Callas, who did not write Carmen, but Carmen is the absolute female fatale. And there's more about that on one of the links on one of the stars in the graphics that you can get inside of the inside of the dashboard when you sign up for getting the podcast every day. And we have also the fact that we have Carmen being for such a long time, you know, having kind of like a bad rap. And the article will tell you that actually there's more behind it. There's more information behind that. And so, you know, we are living in the times of the unveiling and seeing things clearly. So it's a beautiful time to see clearly, like we see with Britney Spears situation, like we see with the um, iconic uh, Carmen and how we're seeing about ourselves, how human trafficking, how sexuality is being used to poison our children. And I'm going to always come back for children. I mean, December, Christmas, all about children, right? So I'm giving the gift of speaking about the need to protect our children, the innocence, the joy of being the child, the actual, you know, energy of a child is one of innocence and to experience things. And cultivating those experiences and protecting them from negative experience is, in my humble opinion, quite paramount. So that's why I'm doing this and wanting to teach more children, which I'll share with you more, um, the joys of looking up. So that's enough. I talk so long all the time. Have a beautiful moment and till tomorrow. Lots of love from me. Cheerio. Thank you.